Uh, okay, uh, this next question, uh, I have a hard time reading it here. It says, I know the first one says homosexuality. That's the Russian. Jewish people in the Supreme Court. Can you read this rest of, rest of it? No, you can't read my... I can, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to talk about how, how the, uh, the Hasidic and ultra-Orthodox uh, Jewish community deals with homosexuality. Okay, so is that, is that what it says there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I shortened it because I gave you a longer thing. Uh, both as, you know, we have Jewish gay rabbis. So, okay, so like this. Hasidic, I don't know anything about the Hasidic community, or, or uh, I just know, I'm saying let, let's talk, try to talk about what the Torah says about homosexuality first. So, uh, but I think that um, we have to, you know, I think this is where our preamble to discussion has to, you know, take place. The Torah gives us a lot of things that are prohibitions and things that we can't do. Um, we have to have the humility to realize that we don't necessarily understand why the Torah prohibits or permits or instructs us. Why? Because we're humans and thus have limited intellectual capabilities. And when the Almighty says, don't mix wool and linen, and don't wear, and it doesn't make any sense to us. There's no, there's no way for human intellect to wrap our heads around uh, a particular, uh, a particular um, prohibition. We realize that this is not, it's not of human uh, uh, conception. Thus, uh, thus, we don't necessarily understand it. Uh, I think when we talk about um, the Torah, the Torah is clear. Uh, it's, it's clear. There's no way to deny it. Torah is against homosexuality. That being said, uh, homosexuality is a broad term. It's specifically against, um, uh, I would call you know, male homosexuality, as opposed to, um, it seems like, from, by Torah law, uh, being a lesbian or acting as a lesbian would not be pro- prohibited. That's what's interesting. So it's, while it's, it's grouped together, typically in America, uh, in Torah law, it's not grouped together whatsoever. Uh, and I, I think, you know, when you have such a conflict between, I think, what we could describe as the uh, evolving perception on a certain matter in today's society versus what the Torah says, you basically present with two options. You know, in 1996, we have the Defense of Marriage Act, and we have come a long way, whichever, you know, it's a progress or regression, either way, however you want to look at it. Um, the collective perspective on this issue has radically changed very, very fast. Um, I think, you know, I remember reading, I was, I was uh, uh, reading um, uh, William L. Shire's book, um, the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. Um, great book. And he's talking about one of Hitler's uh, lieutenants, I remember who was, the, who was a homosexual. And he, and he writes, just that's the way he writes. Like, like and, uh, you know, someone who was of such deprived or uh, depraved or, or, or bizarre sexual interest. Like, he writes that. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't, you wouldn't write that today, you know. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, really, you know, in 1979, it's not so long ago, you know, I wasn't around yet. Uh, but uh, the the DSM three, which is the manual for uh, for psychological uh, illnesses, included homosexuality. Like so, you've gone from you know thirty forty years basically. You've gone from uh, society at large treating homosexuality as a illness on par with bipolar disease and schizophrenia um, in the same book to being something which is widely accepted. But now we're at the point where society has widely accepted it, and we say, hey, you know, this is what we want, you know, let them be. But, 
can a case be made, Rabbi, that if this went to its extreme, which I agree most things don't go to its ultimate extreme, it means the extinction of... Listen, it happened to the Greeks. The Greeks... That's my point. Yes. Yeah, Uh, yeah, okay, but uh, I'm saying most... You know, that doesn't change the underlying question. means... I, I, you know, I, th- I think we we always we look at it from the Torah's perspective as as an ideal, but also as you know politically. You know, um, is it also fair to say? I don't mean it, but just yeah, go ahead. Picking up on what you said when you, you give the example of linen and wool. Yeah. Now, can we agree that the Torah finds far more problem uh, in its rhetoric? Uh, with homosexuality than mixing linen and wool. Yeah, I think that's pretty rank, rank. It's far rank. more condemned. Yeah. Yeah. Homosexuality is far more uh, 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 boisterously condemned in the Torah than, than mixing It's not so boisterous. It's one verse. Oh, yeah, What it sure. says is that it <laughs> is an abomination. Oh. Yeah. 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 But remember... But, but, yeah. but it's not a sin. There are many instances it's an abomination. in the Bible in which there are things called abominations. So yeah, but so, they are worse. So, those are worse than the things that are not. Required. So is there some like priority thing? Like if I, if someone uh, uh, has a uh, a cheeseburger, a prohibition of Torah, is that worse than someone engaging in a homosexual act? Yeah, the Torah you, you didn't commit as Boom. bad as bad as <laughs> Boom. You know, I mean, I could talk for hours. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, so okay. Why Let's... God? If God's the Almighty. And he's putting it, and he gave the Torah to Moses, saying that it's an abomination for a man to lay down with a man or whatever. How come? And it's my opinion. It's yeah. Dramatic. How come? Yeah. How come that homosexuality? See, exists? this is the better question than what you asked in in your. Well, this is the right. I was hoping someone asked this question. That's the question. We'll get to what you said first. We'll frame the question. We'll get to what you said, and then we'll get to the well, real I question. I was curious how we, what what the. Excellent. We have arrived. Perfect. I'm very happy here. Um, so I, let's first frame the problem. The, the problem is going to be that our attitude, I don't think we, if we were having a discussion 50 years ago, I don't think that people, uh, that it would have been as dynamic. I think, you know, um, for better or for worse, that's just the reality. Um, so today we're kind of at a um, uh, conflict, tension between what the Torah says and what we believe as a society. Uh, we uh, we talk about generally. Um, some people obviously don't, you know, it's still, it's still an ongoing debate. Um, so this is going to present us, number one, with a moral problem, or two, with like a political problem. Like, you know, what are you saying politics in support of gay marriage? You know, um, I think that's one thing. And then there's more of like the broader moral perspective of the Torah doing something or prohibiting something we find to be perfectly natural. And that kind of uh, leads into your question. So I think from a political perspective, I, um, I, I think, I'm not sure, but I think that uh, you, all of us would agree that we don't want our laws in the United States to be governed by Torah law. I think it's fair. You know, even the most radical uh, or the most observant or the most ultra-Orthodox or the most considered Jew in the world would, uh, would argue that uh, the streets should be closed in Shabbat, you know. There shouldn't be any commerce allowed on Shabbat. Internet should show, to shut down on Shabbat because it's prohibited by Torah law. Why? Because, listen, we don't want our government to be governed by Christian law or by Muslim law or by Jewish law. You know, it's, we, it's a very good thing for us that 
uh, uh, one of the reasons why America has been so hospitable to Jews because at the core of uh, the fabric of the nation is separation of church and state, freedom of religion. That's a very, very good thing for us. Uh, so I think politically we could say whichever side of the issue you're on, I don't think you'll run afoul with Torah law. You could say, listen, I believe that the Torah, is prohi- Torah prohibits homosexuality, yet I don't think that that should be the law of the land. I, I think that's a legitimate perspective. Um, I think there's room for debate on that. But let's even assume that we believe the Torah is from the Almighty and it's a thousand percent true and it's prohibited to do homosexuality prohibited by Jewish law. I still think the door is open for someone to uh, to uh, argue and defend politically, if they so choose, that gay marriage should be pre- permitted, no problem. There's no reason why religion should uh, should uh, should dominate uh, the you know the, the 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 debate on political matters. That's number one. But I think number two, from a moral perspective, I, you know this this creates conflict. There's no way for it to, to not create conflict. But our options are very limited. What we could choose to do. Uh, is either either we could choose to try to change the Torah, pervert the Torah. Uh, there are those that wrote books that said, oh, that says don't lie with another man like you do with a woman. Thus, you know, trying to really use, uh, 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 you know, uh, just textual chicanery to try to just twist what you believe into the Torah. You know, I believe that this must be the goal. Thus, the Torah seems to be a problem. Let's twist and turn the Torah until it conforms to what I believe. You know, that is one way you could go about it. Or you could say, listen, I don't know why the Torah prohib- prohibits anything. Uh, however, I believe from the Torah, and I'm, very, and I'm humble enough to say this is something which I don't understand fully. I prefer to choose the latter. I prefer to say when I don't understand something in the Torah, I don't have the arrogance to say, uh, this is not from God. You know, let's take a scalpel. Let's cut out this verse from the Torah. Let's keep the other 5,844 verses. This verse, because I don't agree with it, or society has evolved not agree with it, to discount it. By accepting the Torah as being from the Almighty, we're accepting it to be immutable. And it's immutable to anything that we say, it's anything that society says. And no matter how far society moves down along the line of accepting homosexuality as a normal thing, if you're going to accept the Torah, you have to say, listen, the Torah is against it. But does that, does that have to create a crisis? It doesn't have to. You can say, listen, I don't understand why the Torah is it, and that's fine. Having the humility to say you don't know something is a very, very healthy thing to have. However, when someone says, I know that this is wrong because society has evolved to believe that it's wrong, and therefore I'm either going to change the Torah or delete it, I think that's where you run into the big problems. You know, that's where things get very hairy. You know, that is a mistake. Moving on to what Dan said in the hierarchy. And I think this is a very important point because for whatever reason, people are very disturbed by this particular mitzvah that a lot of people in the world are uh, not in agreement with. But I think we talk about any other mitzvah in the Torah. You know, Torah says don't write on Shabbat. Writing two letters on Shabbat is as detestable by Torah as homosexuality. Yet somehow, uh, you know, people, or that shuls have their, have their garage, their, their parking lots open and people drive there. And no, you know. Yes. As to it being labeled an abomination, this, um, it does not. However, However, when the Jewish court was in session, 
uh, and uh, Jewish court, Jewish law was enforced. Uh, the uh, the pro or, or the uh, the punishment that was meted out for desecration of Shabbat was the same punishment meted out for uh, homosexuality. Thus, uh, thus they thus that's the commonality that they share. You're right; it doesn't say the word abomination, but still, uh, it, it you know it, it puts it on par at least on that level. Now, do I think that people that write two words in Shabbat should be vilified? No. Do I think that people that eat cheeseburgers should be vilified? Also not. Why do we have to vilify, or why does it have to be such a great conflict with people that don't follow or don't observe that particular law of the Torah? It means, yes, the Torah is in conflict with that, and the Torah is in conflict with other ways of life that, that we find to be you know, very acceptable. You know? what, are so, the other, what are the other things in Torah, though, that do address it as being an Well, the question is, is... Are we going to infer from the fact that Torah labels an abomination uh, any particular uh, tangible relevance um, to that? You know, the Torah says, "Don't sleep with your mother-in-law." That's also an abomination. You know, does that mean that you know it's labeling it as an abomination? The actual significance of that is not so clear. It's not considered an abomination. I think what would be the significance, though, is the punishment that the Torah provides, and like you said. So you're going to sit there and say, you know, homosexuals are horrible people for doing that when you're doing something that's in violation too. It's another reason why to be a little more accepting if you're doing something that rewarded the capital punishment under the San Henry Court as well. Are you suggesting that people in glass houses should not put that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, feeling, my feeling is if you're going to evaluate the levels, if it doesn't affect other people, Listen, you know um, that that argument uh, for political argument uh, is popular. But it, if you actually follow that to its true conclusion, that consenting adults should do whatever they want, um, there's no reason why homosexual homosexual marriage should be permitted and polygamy should be prohibited. Remember, if you're abandoning the traditional perspective of marriage. Uh, of one man, one woman, and you're uh, allowing uh, anything that consenting adults not harming anyone else. There's no reason. There's no reason why uh, polygamy should be pro- prohibited. And you know what? You'll argue that homosexuality is natural. Polygamy is also natural. Yeah, okay. But, but polygamy, it, at least as it's practiced in the United States, and I, I've been to the Colorado City area yeah. where the five thousand live. They're all unmedic, they're all on welfare. Of course it affects us. They have 14 wives and 30 kids. We're paying for that. <laughs> okay, you can afford it, but it's not yeah. okay. Well, right. I mean, it's, yeah, and I mean, yeah. we also, so it yeah. does affect, but homosexuality can also affect. We've just agreed there is the Greek uh, uh, empire uh, collapse because of it. I think so it goes against the moral that, law of procreation. Yes. Uh, it simply does you know, that either It's clear direction. that there are you know, different respects on the issue, you know, uh, and, that's, and that's okay, I think. Um, so address two. Yes, let's, let, 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 yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so, so your question is like, this is what I want, this I think is, is I, I think is more of a legitimate question. How is it fair, basically, for the Torah to pray about something which is perfectly natural? Um... Would you agree, and this might sound crude, remember, but we're having this conversation, right? We, you open the door to this conversation. 
would you not agree that it's possible to say that some people are genetically, genetically um, predisposed to uh, 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 pedophilia? Well, I'm not comparing pedophilia to homosexuality. Let's not take that. That sound. Okay. Yes. But they're not allowed to act on it. Well, yes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Let's put that question aside. Would you agree? Would you agree? Would you agree that? Would you agree that? Um, it's perfectly natural for a lot of people to covet someone else's wife. Yeah. Perfectly natural. Perfectly natural. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think probably more people covet other people's wives than want to sleep with, you know, people of uh, same sex. Yet the Torah prohibits it. The Torah prohibits it by on pain of capital punishment. Adultery is in very, very, very seriously. Okay. Okay. Yet, so clearly we said, a simpler example. Is it possible that the Torah prohibited something which is very desirous, like cheeseburgers? Well, it's perfectly natural, I think. I haven't I, had tasted one before. But I never in my life tasted one. How is it? I decided one uh, about Good? to So the point choices. is that the Torah... Yeah, the Torah you, know, you always have a choice of who you can sleep with. Yeah. You always have a choice with who you can sleep with. I was in conversation with uh, Rabbi... In the Temple Beth Shalom, where we were members there, and we, we used to have lunch once a week, and we got into this conversation, and he was citing all the normal arguments and everything, and I said, yes, there's people that are probably genetically presupposed um, to have an, uh, you know... Homosexual tendencies. Yeah, but you always have a choice of who you sleep with, and he didn't have an answer for that. So yeah, but the yeah. but the fact that the Torah pro- prohibits you from doing from from doing something that you naturally would desire. That's, I'm saying almost all prohibitions of Torah things. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah. it, listen, is it easy? Of course not. Is it? Do you think yeah. it's easy for someone who has a uh, who has same sex attraction to withhold on that? Probably not. Do you think it's easy for someone who who's has a heterosexual tendencies and is married to a lovely woman to not covet someone else's wife or desire that? Also very natural, I think. Very natural. But the Torah is about, like we said, we mention this every, every time. The Torah is about educating us. You just said, I didn't even know this was in there, about not sleeping with your mother-in-law. I didn't know that was in there. Somebody's mother-in-law might look pretty good to somebody else. And so, uh, you know, it could be very natural to, uh, you know, uh, to be so inclined that way. And there's many, many natural things <laughs> to the Torah. Pedophilia. Pardon me? Pedophilias have been abused themselves, but the large majority of people who have which we're commanded to procreate. That's the first thing. And the second thing, you always have a choice of what you sleep with. Yeah, but there's a lot of pressure on the back. It's a different moral structure than writing two letters on Shabbat. All right, next topic. Okay, so...